Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. Ready to talk some fantasy with my friends, Charles. Oh, yeah. We say friends again today because, Dylan, we are joined with an international bestseller, are we not? Yes, we are. We're lucky enough to be joined by MJ Kuhn, author of Among Thieves. Welcome, MJ. Hi, thanks so much for having me on, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're pumped. I mean, it's so cool. We've gotten the chance to interact with you a decent amount on social media already, but it's nice to meet uh, computer screen to computer screen with actual faces uh, <laughs> on the computer screens rather right, than yeah. just little avatars. <laughs> I've very much been enjoying following your your meme battles back and forth on Twitter. So uh, I feel like I already know you guys. <laughs> Appreciate yes, that. If, if you've been following our meme battles about the lies of Locke Lamora, then you pretty much know everything you need to know about us. It's, I've uh, got the whole Charles, dynamic down. Okay. <laughs> that's great. I'm the one just who's been trying to get his friend to read a book that he would definitely enjoy for over a decade. And Charles <laughs> is the extremely obstinate one who refuses to do it. And because that's you're us. trying to get him to do it. I see this. Thank I get it. You. <laughs> yeah. See, she gets it. Yeah, so you know it is what it is. <laughs> Don't need you to hash that out now because right. yeah, well, Bill, and we have so many questions yes. ahead of us here. We definitely do. So MJ, like Charles mentioned, uh, Among Thieves is your debut novel, and it's now international best-selling novel. Woo-hoo. And yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, in case someone has not yet contributed to that best-selling, uh, those best-selling numbers yet, mm-hmm. and they're listening to this podcast, uh, uh, we want to give you the chance. We know you're in marketing, like like Charles here, okay. so we're gonna yeah, uh, we're gonna ask you to put your marketing cap on. And uh, uh, how do you elevator pitch uh, among thieves to these folks who haven't yet read it? Love it. So. I have a couple options for elevator pitch, which I know is cheating. Um, But so like the first one is for people who haven't like read a ton in the like cross genre fantasy stuff. Um, So for those folks, I always say that it is Ocean's Eleven meets Game of Thrones. Um, Because I feel like that gets kind of the obviously the heist, but also like the humorous vibes from Ocean's Eleven with the like fantasy, but also the constant backstabbing and betrayal of Game of Thrones. Um, For people that are a little more, you know, maybe have read Six of Crows and have read The Lies of Locke Lamora, Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, you know, some other, some other books in that genre. Uh, The the elevator pitch is, um, you know, six thieves team up to steal a magical artifact from the most powerful man in the world but each member of the team is secretly plotting their own betrayal. So may the best thief win kind of, kind of vibes. Yeah. And that's something that's so fun about Among Thieves is, you know, you see all of these heist novels are surrounded with rogues and you'd think pretty selfish people, but for some reason they're all banding together typically to work toward a common goal. But Among Thieves subverts that by having (laughs) this whole group where everyone actually is out for themselves. Everyone's got a secret and everyone's got a plan to betray everyone else. So uh, that was something I really appreciated about the novel. I really enjoyed writing it. You know, I I always had wondered, I'd, I'd read obviously a ton of different heist stories and seen the movies and all of that stuff. And I had wondered kind of the same thing where it's like, it's, it's kind of rare that you see, uh, you know, you see a little bit of backstabbing, right? Like uh, the Italian job is pretty famous for that. Like, obviously, I guess, spoiler alert for the first like 20 <laughs> minutes of Italian job. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's just like one, you know, one jerk. <laughs> it's right. not a of jerks where everybody's kind of kind of the a-hole, uh, if I may, um, which is kind of what I wanted to explore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's so much fun. Uh, there's so much witty dialogue and classic rogue stuff. So I definitely, I, I wrote a review of it a little while back. Um, so we can try to link people toward that, but uh, our highest recommendations to 
check this awesome novel out. And, and we'll be discussing a lot more about it, but we want to get into, uh, it's going to be spoiler free this episode because, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, because people might not have read it yet. We're not going to ruin the fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So we want to get into some questions about you, MJ, get to know you better. And we're wondering, when did you know you want to be a fantasy author? So, I mean, like as close to, I don't know, birth as possible. I mean, that, that sounds really cheesy. And I feel like most of the, the writers I know have low key known they wanted to be an author or a writer forever. Right. I think it's just one of those things that you discover that passion for stories really early on. Uh, now the question of when did I actually like take myself seriously in that desire and start actually actively working towards it is a very different answer. <laughs> Because uh, if you'd asked me in the third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, what I wanted to be when I grew up, you know, it would have been a, a screenwriter, a novelist, right? Something very creative like that. But then, you know, somewhere along the way, you start to go, well, I should be more realistic. I should, you know, do this, that, and the other thing and go to college and do this and get that degree for, you know, all the, all the responsible reasons. Um, so I did that. <laughs> Um, which, you know, is, is great. And I have a great day job now, uh, which is why I'm able to support myself through, you know, writing these books. So it's not like it was a bad move, but I didn't actually start actively working towards writing novels, finishing them, editing them, trying to get them published until I was about 22. So, um, about seven years before I got published was when I actually started probably putting 20 plus hours a week into it. So Nice. Well, that's awesome that you're able to get 20 hours and a full-time job. That's, I can only imagine. Um, I don't know how you have time to watch Miss Marvel at all. Um, but... you, you make time for Miss Marvel, okay? <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> that's true. So you mentioned then it's been over seven years now. So seven years since Among Thieves got published. And uh, I imagine then uh, there were other novels previously, trunk novels that might never see the light of day. Um, what was that process like for you? Yeah, so it's funny. I, I feel like in various conversations, I have answered differently as to how many trunk novels I have because it's kind of hard to keep track, uh, not because there's like 30 of them or anything, but just because of like how it played out. So I always say Among Thieves was either my fifth or my sixth novel. Uh, and the reason for that is the first thing I wrote was like, right out the gate, I'm going to write a full trilogy of fantasy novels. It's going to be great. I'm going to write them all before I query so that they're ready to release. <laughs> not, I mean, I didn't know anything, you know, I didn't know right. the industry. And, and hindsight, not the best plan. <laughs> so, you know, I had those three and then I tried to like condense them into one standalone. And then, so I kind of lost count, but either four or five novels that I wrote before I wrote Among Thieves. Um, I actually got um, signed with my agent on the novel before Among Thieves too. Mm. So uh, we edited and pitched an entire project uh, that ultimately ended up getting trunked uh, before we started pitching Among Thieves to publishers too. So, um, you know, it's been a long road. It's been, I mean, but that's pretty normal. <laughs> For most yeah. of the people I know. Um, so, you know, if anyone listening out there is currently in the query trenches or on sub or, you know, writing their first project, hasn't even started, you know, reaching out to agents yet, like hang in there. <laughs> I know it sucks, <laughs> but. <laughs> so right. I have, I, I'm kind of interested in uh, how did you go from like an aspiring author with a full-time job putting in the work to then like, what was the moment where it was like, oh, this is going to get published. I'm actually going to like get this book on the shelves at some point what was that transition period like well you know it was slow <laughs> right I, it's still slow it's still <laughs> kind of happening I feel like um no publishing is really slow you guys know that um I feel like a lot of folks that are close to the book world know that um and my journey was even a little slower right at the finish line because COVID hit so I signed my book deal in mid-2019 I was originally slated to have Among Thieves published in fall of 2020. Mm. Um, and then obviously the pandemic hit, the lockdowns hit, and uh, a lot of books got pushed back. And, um, 
you know, originally we were pushed back to early 2021, but then all the books from 2020 were pushed back to early 2021. So we got pushed back again. Um, So, you know, it was such a slow burn that I feel like it really took probably about maybe six months after the book was out for it to like fully set in that like, oh, dang, it's like out there and like people can read it. Like it's kind of (laughs) So (laughs) you had mentioned that one of your previous books got trunked. What do you think um, is... What do you think about Among Thieves that got it through to that next step versus the novel you were previously shopping around? So I think a part of it is that Among Thieves is, is a stronger project. The, the one that got trumped, I say all the time. Uh, and I say this, you know, when I'm talking to, to people who are queering and I'm talking to like myself when things aren't working <laughs> out for my current next step, right? right? Where it's like, I wanted so badly for that trunked project to get published. And now that Among Thieves got the deal and that one never did, I am thankful that that one wasn't my debut Mm. Um, because I now know it wasn't the strongest project I was able to produce for a debut, Um, which there was no way to know that without Mm. hindsight. Um, I also think a big part of it, though, is so much of publishing is luck. I mean, that sounds really frustrating, I'm sure. Um, And obviously, you know, as the writer creating the best work you can and putting as much heart and effort into it as possible is huge. Um, but like you can do all of that and still struggle to get, you know, yeah. just catch the right person on the right day and the right mindset. So, cause with among thieves, the actual, like going on <laughs> to getting the deal happened really fast. Mm-hmm. It was, I think mm-hmm. maybe two months, um, which is quite quick. So it, we got lucky. Yeah. We got, we got lucky. We hit the right editor on the right day. Um, with, with a project that I think was, you know, the strongest I could make. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's you make your own luck. It's not, you know, sometimes we talked about this. We just had uh, Sarah El Arifi on. We talked about this idea of like the overnight success because hers moved unbelievably quickly. I don't know if you heard about this, but it's like yeah. 10 days uh, from uh, like, what was that Charles it was like uh, it was 10 days right yeah she like uh, sent the, the book out to publishers yeah. and then it got picked up and she was signed in Whoa, days. within 10 days yeah. yeah oh my gosh I mean a plus I can't imagine the whiplash <laughs> from that yeah. though can you yeah, yeah it's it right was a very unusual tale for sure yeah. but I'm sure as we're doing's going here about the make your own luck thing right and uh, she had a similar story of working on, I think for her, it was like one novel that she just keep kept tweaking and tweaking and tweaking that <laughs> she looks back at the same way you look back at yours. It's not, not her best work. Um, and then after years of that, years, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. After years of that, she had to put that aside. And then in maybe it was like four months, she said, uh, she wrote the final strife and then 10 days it's accepted all that stuff uh, but the overnight success is something that you build and you build and you build yes. toward for years and then that 10 days or two months which is also super quick it's like you've been really putting yourself out there with all these novels and right you've been uh, grinding for the better part of a decade before you yeah. got your overnight success yeah exactly. even for the ones where it happens quick once you get to the finish line so true so true right it's not like this is the first thing I wrote. Let's see what happens. It's, it's no, it takes a while. That's rare. And it's it like, among, like among thieves to me too. It's it's the shout line, right? It's as simple as like, oh, Ocean's Eleven meets Game of Thrones. It's like, okay, like I'm good. I got it. So like, I don't stop right there. Let me check it out. And I think that's what helps it along too. It's like when you when you've gotten your your story down, you can cut through the noise a little bit with an interesting premise with a hook. And you can communicate that in 11 words or less, it becomes very effective. And I think I see a lot of that in this too. That's well, just- and some of that is from being in the query trenches for mm-hmm. so long because, with you know, I was pitching all these projects unsuccessfully before I got, you know, signed in 2017. And, um, you know, you're, you're having to hone your, your query letter. But also, I mean, I, I found my agent in a Twitter pitch contest. Back in the wow, days when it was nice. 140 characters, right? <laughs> oh, there you wow, go. that's particularly impressive. <laughs> you get used to being concise, <laughs> which I do think is helpful, you know? Sure, sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's so Twitter is actually good for something. Then I, I spend a lot of time on there, as you know, MJ. So I'm I'm hoping something will come of that uh, one day Twitter for me too. Delightful. Anyone that's not following you on Twitter should be because uh, your tweets. I always feel like a, a creeper because I'm liking like all of them when I see come up. But it's not my <laughs> fault if every tweet you're making is fire. Like it's not my fault. thank you, MJ. Don't, don't it's definitely not your too fault. Too much now, MJ, because. <laughs> He needs to be like the slightest level of of desperate still. If, if he gets uh, <laughs> too many compliments, he might uh, he might slow down a little. And we need those likes. Every like oh, we can get counts. So um, I'm just trying to keep him working, keep him busy. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of that social media side of things, MJ, we would be remiss not to bring up that you are hugely popular on TikTok. I mean, last I checked, you were at like. 33,000 followers on there. I'm sure it's gone up even since then. So like uh, that. yeah, I would say like that hugely, you know, it's not like I have like hundred K, but yeah, no way more followers than I had ever anticipated, uh, or was like ready to deal with <laughs> on TikTok. Um, yeah. So if anyone, uh, any of your listeners like video games, the, the main, vibe of my TikTok. Like it is a book talk account. I do a lot of just regular bookish mm-hmm. content, but the main thing that I, that I do is I will, you know, show you a book or a few books that you might like to read based on if you loved a video game. Um, and I yeah. started the series just because like, literally I read one of my friends, uh, Hannah, uh, HM long. I read her debut novel and it reminded me of Skyrim. And like, that was, I just decided to randomly make a video about it. And randomly that video. And at the time, I think I had fewer than a thousand followers on TikTok and that video got like 300,000 views. And I was like, wow, nice viral sensation. What is happening? Yeah. But there's, you know, it's, it's fun. You don't realize how many cool nerds are out there, right? Like people that are nerdy and like exactly (laughs) the same way that you are. Um, so yeah, it's been really fun. It's been a good time. Yeah, and it's a great way to bridge the gap between gamers and then getting them into the fantasy genre because yeah. there's so much fantasy content out there so in video overlap. games. Well, and my favorite, probably my favorite comments that I get other than the people that recommend me books back, which is awesome. I've gotten a lot of great <laughs> recommendations from other people on there too. Um, but I, I've gotten a few comments or several actually from people that are like, this is amazing. Like I haven't read a book since high school, but mm. I love this game. I'm going to pick it up. Uh, it's just like, yes, we're getting people yeah. back into reading. I They're feel converting like them. <laughs> yeah, I think assigned reading in school sometimes like, you know, beats people down or they're not able to read what they want. Um, and so they think they hate reading altogether. Um, and yeah, so I hope, I hope that by connecting it to video games, we can help some people rediscover how awesome reading can be. Totally. I mean, when Mr. Miller used to force oh, no. me and <laughs> Not our English teacher. I bring up Mr. Miller. I know. I brought him up on probably. No, I mean, I'm just saying when he would make it, he's a delightful man. But when he would make us read books for the class, like the same books, I'm going back and I'll read them now. I'm like, oh, this is actually great. But when I'm reading them for homework, it's yes. like. Yes. Well, even at age like, you know, 15, when you know, I don't know, you have distractions. Well, I guess we have distractions now too, but like, you know, I feel like there's more compelling distractions when you're 15 and you're less equipped to ignore them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And not all the books were that exciting either. It wasn't Ocean's (laughs) Eleven meets Game of Thrones. It was like Johnny Tremaine. Okay. It was like, (laughs) I'm a silversmith in revolutionary war times. (laughs) You know, it's it's, uh, not quite the same a lot of times. It's, I mean, fair. Yeah, you don't always get, you always have to read like the old school classic ones in school, mm-hmm. which some are good. Some, some are I, good. That's fair. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Great Gatsby. That's right? a good one. That's there good we one. go. I like right, well, ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, I got bring us back to TikTok though, because Charles and I, uh, we're millennials. You're, you're, you've out yourself as a millennial on TikTok because I've, yeah. I've watched those videos. Um, so brave of you, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> Gen Z lands. <laughs> so, well, yeah, we're all millennials here. And yeah, we're wondering just like if you have any advice, we're actually thinking about getting on 
TikTok. So c- can you help us? I I don't want to end up like, you know, when we were younger and uh, like we'd make fun of uh, the adults that would be calling Facebook my face. It's like, <laughs> that's how I feel. That's what I feel like I am now about TikTok. I'm like, I don't know what they're doing on the Toxtagram now, but Toxtagram. <laughs> I have never felt so old and out of touch as I did my first couple of days on TikTok, because like, literally I was just trying to like film and post a video. And there were things that I was like, this should be intuitive. I bet it's intuitive for people that aren't a hundred like me. And, <laughs> and I was having trouble <laughs> figuring it out. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think you guys are going to be fine on book talk. Book talk has a lot of, uh, over thirties. I, I don't know exactly where in the millennial camp you fall. I'm, I'm in the over thirties millennial camp. Um, like I we think hashtag over 30 book talk is actually like a hashtag, um, on there. So like, we aren't the only olds, all right? (laughs) We're taking over, not really, but we're there. Well, my 30th birthday just passed, so I might be too insecure about it still to yeah. To I don't know if we, we might be too young for that. 30. See, we are 30, so <laughs> yeah. not over I'm 30. I'm 32, but I'm I'm over oh. 30 because I turned 30 a couple months ago. So I'm like, you know, oh. Oh. you might have a similar birthday to me. I mean, also I'll, like high five. I had yeah. no idea we're all exactly the same age. That's like wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know Charles is almost 31, by the way. So don't let. <laughs> Wow, that's a friend right there. <laughs> We're all almost 31, don't okay? <laughs> Perspective. He asks like he, he acts like he's uh, more than 12 months I older than me. I just turned 30. <laughs> I just Very got recent. You, okay, don't rush me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still getting used to the whole thing. So, all right. So, TikTok hashtag what was it TikTok? A book talk over thirty. Will I think be yeah, I think over thirty book talk. I'm not a hundred on that, but I'm pretty sure it's a hashtag. Don't quote me, even though this is recorded, so you are quoting me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, also, oh, you know, still on the social media topic. Uh, said you've seen our memes. Yes. Right? And you're also it. an expert on rogues and thieves, obviously. <laughs> so do you think that it's time that Charles reads The Lies of La Quimora? Okay. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, Charles has left the building. Oh no, you're still here. So you have uh, read it, MJ? He, I every have, time. You know what? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The Lies of La Quimora is the with a capital T, the direct inspiration for me to write Among Thieves. I'm literally not kidding. It was my favorite book in high school. And the world that uh, Among Thieves is set in, Tamor, is a direct nod to Kamor, the city. I was wondering that. Lies of Lock Lamora. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like literally the reason why I wrote this book. So, yeah, you should probably read it. It's pretty good. Well, I've got a copy or two around, maybe. (laughs) You have two? (laughs) Why do you have two? Dylan, don't worry about it. People keep giving them to him and he's just not reading it. (laughs) I did buy one of those. Dylan did. One of them was yours. The other one I'm actually giving as a gift. Oh. It just happens to be in arm's reach. You're going to give a gift of a book that you refuse to read. (laughs) No, people have recommended it. So, you know. You're like, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. So I have two copies too, actually. Back there. I don't even know why. Uh, I'm not giving any away. They're, right. they're all mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So all right. You mentioned Liza Lock Lamora, Scott by Scott Lynch. Huge inspiration for you when it comes to Among Thieves. Uh what other fantasy novels or or any novels did you cut your teeth on that served as inspirations for you? So I always say that Redwall was my gateway to fantasy. I don't know if you guys were Redwall kids. I was a big time Redwall kid. Uh, So the Brian Jacques series, uh, it's Mm. very wholesome, but also like kind of violent for kids. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's actually intended for kids to be fair. I think it was. I read them in fifth grade, but they're like, they're like real books. Mm. I don't know. I bought one recently and was like, okay. Um, But yeah, so I was really obsessed with those as a kid. Um, Obviously, uh, Tolkien. <laughs> I, I uh, am a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings. Uh, the movies I have probably seen upwards of like a billion times. Um, mm. And, you know, I've read 
the Silmarillion and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, and I know Tolkien has some, you know, some questionable old white guy views, but uh, you know, he, he uh, the world building is really what I take from from Lord of the Rings and from Tolkien. Um, it's so expansive. Um, which is, you know, it, it was influential. I can't deny that it was influential for me um, from from pretty darn young age. Um, more recently, I would say like B. Schwab is like a pretty big mm-hmm. influence. Um, I also, this is like a super recent influence. So not at all for Among Thieves, but for pretty much probably anything I write afterwards. Have you guys read Kings of the Wild by Nicholas Eames? Oh, yes. So we not only have we read it, we've had Nick on the show. So uh, yeah, just as funny. Oh, yeah. Just as funny in person, or at least on the computer screen, uh, just as funny as you would think from reading Kings of the Wild and fantastic. Big Kings of the Wild fans, big Nicholas. I have not had that much fun reading a book like, you know what I mean? Like, I enjoy books, but had fun like that reading a book in a really long time. Um, you know, he, he came to mind when you were describing your shout line because he had a similar thing where it's like once the premise clicks, like the rest oh, yeah. of it, like all the rest of it just moves sometimes. And that was the way he described his case was like I had written this other novel. It was over complicated. It was crazy. I was I was trying to be Guy Gavril K. It wasn't working. And then <laughs> I had hard. this hook for a um for a story. And then that was it. And I kind of get that sense from you when you were able to just right away you know, sell us on the book with the shout line. I was like, okay, I, I like when you have a good premise, it, it all just comes together. And I think that's kind of a hard thing to do in fantasy sometimes. Where it's like, well, you have this nation and then you have this nation. And due to a, a bunch of very complicated political <laughs> ideological differences, yeah. they're at war now. And then you have this guy in the middle <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, what's it about? Like, right, what we, does it boil to? Get yeah. there? The tagline is it's Game of Thrones meets Game of Thrones, yeah. which doesn't really work as well. Right. I feel like that's a common pitfall for, for, for fantasy. Like, And it is stuff. hard. I totally get it. Cause like you've created so much stuff and you have to kind of boil it down. But I will say for Kings of the Wild, it having such an easy shout line, I've gotten like six of my friends to read it. Cause I just yeah. tell them that like, Hey, it's like a mercenary band, but like they're old now and they have to get back together for one last mission. And it's hilarious. It's like a chaotic D and D campaign on paper. And they're like, what? Yeah. And then they read it and they tell me they love it. And I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. It's great. <laughs> Plus if they're classic rock music fans. Yeah. I mean, then that's like double. I mean, that's when I was actually able to get Charles to read, by the yeah. way. Like, yeah, true. There's an episode of me. It's like the episode's literally called like why we have to read Kings of the Wild or something like that. And by the end, Charles was actually like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Let's read it. So yeah. <laughs> I would like to point out that I had to drag Dylan kicking and screaming and embarrass him publicly to read Lord of the Rings. OK, so, so I'm not like the only one just digging my heels in. I've been trying to get this guy to read Lord of the Rings for decades. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, bro, we cannot Wait, finish the podcast if you have not read I it. I did and read yes, it. He did read it. So we got yeah. it. It's a bit of a slog to read in the modern age. Yeah, yes, I'll give yes. you that. I'll give you that. And that's why I wasn't like <laughs> pushing him too hard because I was like, he's going to read it and it's not going to be his favorite. So I can't like, <laughs> yeah. like you have to read it. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, The description of the trees, dude, is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's clutch. Oh, clutch. Yeah, if you're going to read the film, really, and I'd recommend doing it on audiobook because it's just like, mm-hmm. I tried to get through it on paper many times and as like a pretty big fan, it took a long time. And then I did it on audiobook and I was like, oh, that's like a lot a lot better to digest. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. Big audiobook fans over here. Mm, me too. Team audiobooks. Woo. Mm. So much in common, guys. Right? <laughs> 30 year olds who love audiobooks. Uh, <laughs> at least. Are we just like describing a demographic for right <laughs> It's our sweet spot, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we're just doing it so we can try to get that sweet, sweet audible ad revenue. So that's. Here we go. Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> and we got we to gotta appeal to our new, our new like target audience on TikTok, right? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we just talk about being 30 and liking books and they drop a hashtag in. Right. That's and then you get 30k plus followers after that, right? Yeah, it's a it's a foolproof formula. <clears throat> oh, there you Don't, go. Yep, that's it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if it's as good an idea as your video game match to book <laughs> yeah, situation, we'll, we'll but skip past we'll the workshop whole, it. Write an international bestseller too. We'll just you know <laughs> bypass that. That sounds also. hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. <laughs> what uh, is it? <laughs> I'm not sure that I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> By the way, on the the Kings of the Wild stuff, so yeah. super funny novel, and that's something that I love about Among Thieves as well. So you, I, I wrote in my review that you had me in, embarrassing myself in public <laughs> because I go to cafes and then I just start laughing out loud. I'm like, oh, I'm alone, uh, like by myself, <laughs> but amongst a group of people who uh, luckily were usually nice enough not to stare at me. So, uh, you know, it's something that we talked to Nick about too. Like, how do you balance humor in a story that also does have a lot of serious and poignant moments as well? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's tricky. Uh, I feel like I, I, especially since, so I tend to err on the side of comedy and have to like come back and dial it down later. Um, and I think that my, like, I don't know, trick <laughs> is <laughs> to like really try to strike a balance and like weigh the narrative importance of a darker moment. And if it's like a very narratively important moment, like maybe no wisecracking for a moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let the moment sink in, let the reader feel the feeling, uh, and then give the reader a breath and maybe a chuckle for a minute before we head back into the darkness. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of what I really enjoy. I've been seeking out a lot more comical um, fantasy novels lately because fantasy does get so dark. Uh, yeah. Even the lighter ones, right? Like even the lightest fantasy novel I know, I'm pretty sure there's murder in it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, 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 it tends to be a darker medium. And uh, so I think adding some levity is, um, it's just helpful. Uh, and it also, I think helped for me with Among Thieves that I just happened to create a set of characters who most of them responded to like trauma and darkness with sarcasm and humor. Yeah. Um, so I feel like even I could sneak in a few moments where maybe a moment lands, even if someone makes a remark because you know they're feeling something, even if they're deflecting. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, it's challenging, but uh, super fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that definitely shows up with your main character. Raya, am I saying that right? Because I didn't do yes. the audiobook <laughs> version of this one. You I nailed it. <laughs> back, back there. So, and I think I heard you on another interview. I wish I remembered which one because um, I, I, I want to credit them. But <laughs> it, you said something like uh, that Raya, uh, she hides from her, uh, like the people pursuing her by changing identities and she hides from her trauma through humor so um, <laughs> yeah. yeah actually you know what I think that was the host on Conclave cast that said that I won't even take credit for that shout out I thought oh, it was really because yeah. I don't think it was me that said it maybe it was I don't think so though I'll, I think I'll give one of my things I've been doing as much yeah. no <laughs> I'll, I'll give you saying it MJ just okay. for, that's my other yeah, I haven't been true. using it as much lately but I like to make gifts on Twitter so uh, oh, I like we'll see if I can find it sorry go on answer <laughs> I'm distracting from the actual question <laughs> no well what was the question if that's the case if she yeah she does she uh I, I think most of my characters are the the crux of why they're so willing to betray each other is that they all are very closed off emotionally. They none of them for for various reasons, right? Like they, they all have a different reason as to why they don't believe that they belong with this group or maybe they don't believe they belong with any group. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the their natural impulse is to look out for number 1 and push everyone else away. Um but yeah, for, for Raya in particular, her, her chapters were some of the most fun for me to write because, you know, of course she, she has quite a dark past without spoiling too much. Um, you know, I would say for, for folks track, check trigger warnings. If you're, you know, if you're concerned, um, you know, she has a pretty dark past and, um, I think that her just deflecting with, always sarcasm, always humor, um, shows us a lot about her and her unwillingness to kind of confront <laughs> her herself and her past and her feelings. Oh God, never confront her feelings. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. 
And that's something that's awesome about I mean, I feel like now the roguish characters that I most like are those that have this, you know, they have that funny, like nothing gets to me exterior, but underneath you have that, like, I just do this because I am so hurt and so emotional down here that I can't let you see any of that. So I love that about Ryan. Right. You know what it makes me think of? It's, (laughs) It's a meme I saw back in the days of like, old school memes, right? Uh, you guys are 30, you'll get it. Uh, <laughs> it was like a picture of like, you know, those like fancy kitchen cabinets that like, I don't know, maybe your grandma has that have glass on the front so you can like see the stuff inside. Mm-hmm. And all you see are just like a bunch of like bowls and plates, like just pressing right up against the glass. <laughs> and it was like, what I'm telling you, you know, why I can't open up. Cause like, obviously if you did <laughs> all the dishes, they're going to spill right out. If you open that cupboard, that's kind of how I picture Raya. She keeps it all bottled up. Cause if she's going to let something out, it's all coming. <laughs> <laughs> right. That makes a lot of sense. And <laughs> I, I, I want to say more, but obviously there's a spoiler free aspect of it, but so you have a bunch of point of view characters, not just Raya. Um, I think all together it's six, um, uh, I think one of them doesn't show, doesn't get a point of view until the epilogue. So really late, so, yeah. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm curious when you talk about that. Do you have uh, is Raya your favorite character? Do you have a favorite character? Like you said, she was really fun to write. Um, but yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, so Raya is really fun to write. I have a favorite. Uh, it's my I say it's my secret favorite, but I've said that like to five hundred people, <laughs> so it's like my not so secret. Uh, uh, is Nash. We're not getting a scoop. Oh, no. Nash. Nash is my favorite. <laughs> I always feel like if I was going to like go get a beer with one of them, like I yeah. feel like I would want to hang out with Nash. Like she seems the, the most genuine and the least like likely to stab me, I think. Right. Uh, <laughs> or steal your beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Like not that, you know, she's, she's, you know, not exactly sunshine and roses either, but you know, uh, she is one of my favorites uh, of the group. And, and Evelyn, I think, was also another one that was really, really fun for me to yeah. create as a character um, just because of her her journey. So she is, for folks that haven't read the book, Evelyn is, um, at the very beginning, she's a, she's a guard. Um, and she has a very early on fall from grace. Uh, that's how she ends up with our group. <laughs> so she's kind of on a, a very tumultuous internal journey throughout the whole story. Yeah, and she's a lot of fun to read because of the contrast with all the other characters. You know, she's super stiff among all these other thieves who've just been under, you know, in this dark world of thievery for so long. Right, it's kind of like, she's like a a law-abiding reader's, like, view, (laughs) right? (laughs) Where it's like, you know, she's kind of a bit of a stick in the mud, but also you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, everyone else is, like, trying to you know, steal boats and stuff like that is dangerous. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah. Go you can go ahead. You got it. 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 No, I insist. Okay, fine. Let's see. <laughs> We've done like almost 200 episodes and we still can't get on the same page about. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I was going to say, it's something that that does is it keeps it grounded in reality. And if you're just surrounded, like uh, you need, I mean, this is probably a problematic term, but I can't think of a, a better way to phrase it. Like they call it the straight man in, in comedies, right? Like uh, you have someone who's uh, supposed to by contrast, by being uh, someone that's just, you know, quote unquote, normal, surrounded yeah. by all these like your Jim people. and Pam in the office, right? Like right. everyone else in the show is like a little bit out there in different ways. And at least in the very beginning, they're very clearly supposed to be the like self insert, like, oh, I can see myself yeah. in this office through Pam, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I get you, I get you. Right. And Ryan before he went completely. Well, that's true. Yeah, Ryan was that for a hot second, wasn't he? <laughs> right. Like the pilot episode, he's like the new guy who's coming in and like, uh, he's like, whoa, what's going on in this crazy, wacky office? And then by like uh, season four or whatever, he's like, he's like stealing bowling one. shoes from, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> from his bowling alley as he quits. So. <laughs> office spoilers right there yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right charles you had a question yeah well i'm glad you went first because i was going to change the subject um 
<laughs> my question has more to do with about earlier on when you were describing Among Thieves, you were describing like twists among twists, among betrayals. Um, I wanted to get more insight into the process of like, how much do you like visualize beforehand of like, hey, I want these betrayal moments to happen. This would be so cool if this happened. How much was part of the discovery as you were writing? Like, how do you balance and keep track of a book that has, you know, intrigues on top of intrigues, top of twists on top of twists? You know, how do you even begin to tackle a story like that? Yeah, it was a project. Uh, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> so, um, you know, it. I am a big time plotter. So on the like plotter versus pantser debate, uh, mm. I have tried to pants or like, you know, for, for right by the seat of my pants, right? Without going mm. without a plan. Yeah. I've tried to pants a novel twice. Um, the first time and the second time, actually both times, I ended up with about 50,000 completely unusable words. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <Just went> nowhere. <laughs> um, and I say completely unusable. I should I should clarify that the world from the first pantsing attempt is actually Tamor, the world of Among Thieves. Oh, mm. Your story got scrapped, but the world got to stay. So maybe not totally useless. Um, but that's when I was like, okay, nope. I need, I'm just, I'm a planner. I got to plan it out. Um, so for the heist piece of Among Thieves in particular, um, I plotted it out using, uh, Excel. <laughs> mm. so, uh, yeah. Like intense, like story beat by story. That beat. Marketing background. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I had like columns for every single character arc and, uh, subplot and everything else, every story beat. And then I went, uh, by scene on the, on the rows and I filled in, you know, in which scenes am I going to be hitting on which character arcs, which story beats, which, you know, and where am I putting my world building details in all of these things? Um, and then, you know, color code it and zoom out just to make sure that it looks like a complete, you know, I don't have any big holes that I'm noticing anywhere. Like, you know, Oh, I forgot about this character arc for six chapters. That's not good. Um, and you know, it worked pretty well. I did have to rewrite the entire heist sequence several times, um, which was, I mean, you know, it's one of those, things everything is so interwoven like you said it's you know twist upon twist betrayal upon betrayal and you pull one thread or you change one story piece and then it you know knocks over six other dominoes um so for all my planning I had to rewrite a whole bunch anyways but uh I think that the character moments did stay roughly the same throughout all of the drafts um so I think that was like my my homing beacon <laughs> that right. I was always coming back to, right? So we always have this same pair-ups, the same yeah. moments where we discover a betrayal, the same moments of character growth, right? I think all of right. those stayed the same. It was just maybe the impetus for those particular story beats that ended up changing like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. So it sounds like you always had your characters to come back to when you found yourself getting in trouble with all the intricate heist aspects of the plot. And, and that does make me wonder something I wanted to ask is, are you that rigorous in your planning process when it comes to the characters as well? Um, yeah, is that something they get built from the ground up or do they come fully formed or depend on the character? What uh, What's it like for you there? Yeah, character building, I think, depends uh, on the project, on the character, on the day. Uh, for the most part, I like to really be careful about planning my characters. So I'll do like a whole character sheet. Um, and then mm -hmm. I conduct character interviews. Uh, this is before I start drafting. So like I'll create a list of like 20, 30 questions. And I'll ask my characters, each of the, especially the people I'm going to do POVs from. But even sometimes I'll have some non-POV characters that are going to be big, have a lot of dialogue, things like that. Um, and then I'll answer those questions in their voice, um, mm -hmm. just to get a sense of who they are, how they talk though, too, uh, which is just a godsend when you come to actually drafting, because then you get to a point where you need to write dialogue and you already know what they sound like. Uh, I will mm -hmm. say though, I've had situations where a character has like popped up while I'm drafting and I'm like, who are you? You're more fascinating. <laughs> you have any right to be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up sticking around. <laughs> so that, that has happened too. 
Yeah. And that shows, I think the voice of your characters is one of the strongest parts of Among Thieves. Like, uh, and even just, this is something that uh, I know, I know you've been reading some Joe Abercrombie novels from watching your social media posts. And uh, we, we had Joe on too, and he's one of our favorite character writers. And yeah, uh, oh my gosh, his uh, character work is incredible. Top yeah. Gosh. And I'll say some of how you wrote the prose, like, for me anyway, like noticeably different depending on the point of view that we're in. Like I know Evelyn's one that stuck out or just like the pros would use always where it's like ruddy kept coming up. And <laughs> I could tell it was intentional, not like an author tick thing where yeah. it's like, uh, but yeah, that's kind of what Joe Abercrombie does too. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I really feel grounded in the character and it's it's so cool. I just want to say I appreciate that. Oh, that yeah, it's, it's super fun. You know what I also do is I always read my books out loud to myself. Like, pretty late in the like middle stage drafting, like before I send them off to my agent at least. And I'll try to do like a different voice for all the characters, which I, mm, I am not like an audiobook narrator. I am not an actor. They are bad. They're like, it's not, it, it's dumb, but like it helps me <laughs> identify whether all of the sentences in the chapter, even if they're not dialogue, fit with the voice of that character it's like a I don't know it's a silly mental trick but it kind of works for me I don't know and you will be releasing the the recorded uh, MJ Kuhn they will never be recorded that would be some good TikTok material though <laughs> right oh gosh right yeah you hear me like hello <laughs> yes <laughs> do like a patreon and i'll just be the highest tier just oh there we someone. go yeah no, i would never take your money for that <laughs> <laughs> uh, well uh <laughs> i i want to make sure too that uh, we discuss the um the upcoming sequel to Among Thieves, because uh, I know recently you were able to announce that it's coming out in summer 2023. Um, yeah, what, what's going on with that process right now? And what can you tell us about what to expect from your second novel? See if we can get a scoop here. Charles. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super excited to share with you guys uh, Among Thieves. Uh, I know it was like billed originally as a standalone, but it has always been a duology in my heart. <laughs> so uh, I have had the sequel planned literally from the beginning. Um, and I'm so, so thrilled that I get to share it with, with anyone that wants to read it. So um, what you can expect from it. So there's, uh, you know, going to be a lot more banter, some more humor. Um, you're going to get a lot more betrayals. It is a slightly darker storyline uh, than the first book. Um, and it is a conclusion to the story that we started with Among Thieves. So gotcha. um, yeah, for anyone that thought Among Thieves was a standalone and read it and went, wait a second, um, <laughs> have no fear. <laughs> you will get an ending. <laughs> That's a big thing right now in the publishing world, right? Is this, you try to sell standalone with sequel potential is what I've heard. Is that kind of how you sold Among Thieves? Yes, yes. And honestly, like when I had said that, I had pictured like we, if it was going to be a standalone, like the epilogue wouldn't be in it. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> to me, the epilogue, like it ends and then the epilogue is the part that's like, just kidding. Um, so, which I think is how epilogues generally work. Um, so that's not necessarily news to anyone. Um, but yeah, so that is, that is how I sold it. But I had always hoped that we would get the chance to tell, um, the second part of the story because I'm, I really hope people are going to like it. I hope that they'll be, uh, entertained and find, uh, more to love with the same characters and some new additions, um, to the story. So, yeah. Nice. That's exciting. I already have it marked as want to read on Goodreads. So I'll be, I'll be keeping tabs on that MJ. Yeah. It's, yeah. Those uh, Goodreads exciting. librarians, they are so quick. I think that listing was up there literally the day the sequel was announced. I was like, okay, guys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I might speaking. only have uh, of books not out yet. It might just be right now. Uh, Thick as thieves and then uh, the doors of stone. So uh <laughs> I do expect 
then I'll get thick, thick as thieves <laughs> in my hands before uh, book three of the King Killer Chronicle. I mean, <laughs> unless he stealth drops it before yourself. summer 23. <laughs> I was going to say, you could just surprise everybody. He could pull a Taylor Swift and be like, drop yes. it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a folklore situation. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Don't Charles get knows Dylan that. started, please, on Taylor Swift. I don't, we don't have enough time left in the episode to open that door of conversation. That is a door that best be made of stone and closed. <laughs> oh. What have That's I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, We'll stay away from topics of Taylor Swift and counting crows because uh, we probably are getting relatively close <laughs> to that hour. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> but but you know, it's good always thing, good. The good yes, thing about go ahead, summer Charles. 23, though, I want to say is that uh, I'll actually be over 30 by that point. So we can go ahead and start well, that hashtag as he might be 32. You can use depends when in the summer. Okay. <laughs> when in the depends summer. When in the summer. Right. If now, it's late summer. We'll coordinate it so it's when you're 31. I appreciate that. Not 32, because then it will be like, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, too late at that number. <laughs> right. Once once we're all 32, we're officially irrelevant. So you gotta get it out while oh, no. we're still 31. We have so little yeah. time left. No, clock's ticking, MJ. But isn't it like 18 and, to we'll 34? Isn't that like the, the demographic? <laughs> You're the marketing demographic. People. Yeah, there you That's go. It's like the as relevant of an age as you can have. So we've still we got some years. Four guys. more years. Exactly. Okay, that's so much yes. better. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to go marketing, I should go psych here and just say you're always relevant, no matter what. <laughs> Aw. See, this there is what go. we needed from this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so Thickest Thieves, it, it, so it sounds like duology, then you said, we're, we're not going to get a surprise. It's also, it's a trilogy next, are we? No, no, I do have ideas, uh, actually many ideas uh, written hastily in a notebook for like other stories within the world of Among Thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's interest, if, you know, if it sells well enough, basically, you know, and I can get publisher interest, um, you know, we could explore further if people, if people want it, but even if nobody wants more, it will be done. You will get an end. <laughs> I'm sure people will want more MJ, but I'll say too, I saw a tweet a little while back. I think you said you had like nine projects that uh, you were actively trying to get going. And one of them that uh, you mentioned was a cyberpunk novel that you're working on. Can, can you tell us some about that? Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, I'm not, so I'm not under contract for anything other than the Thieves sequel uh, at the moment. So like nobody get too excited. I, I may never get a, get to publish it, <laughs> but uh, it, it, I've been having a great time writing it. It's the first time I've written anything that's not fantasy uh, in a long form. Mm. Um, so it's been a really, I did so much research for it um, because, you know, it's, it's uncharted territory for me. Uh, both in like, you know, nonfiction research. And then I also read like a bunch of cyberpunk novels uh, also just because they're very fun to read. Um, yeah. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, the, the, the work I have, it's a standalone. It's currently with beta readers right now. So fingers mm. crossed that they like it. And they're, they're like science people too. So they'll, they'll call my <laughs> liberal arts self on all of my nonsense that I didn't get right. Um, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> So I can fix it before it gets further. So yeah, I'm really, really stoked about it. Hopefully, hopefully it goes somewhere. Nice. Yeah. What was it like writing something that different? Did you feel intimidated? Were you just so excited you didn't notice? <laughs> Dude, I had so much fun being able to like reference technology. You have no idea how much easier it made things to be <laughs> like, oh, well, this character can just like call this other person like <laughs> you know what I mean like you get so used to not using any of that and then you can yeah. and you have a superpower all of a sudden <laughs> faster than sending a raven right seriously though it's like oh my gosh they could just they could just burp calm them on their little ear calm oh right. now they know look at that <laughs> that's a imagine that's a huge perk they have to invent something like a way gate or a portal. You just yeah. like, oh, they just called. Right. And the, don't have to like invent all these like travel. Like, look, they just have trains. They have cars. It's like, is a thing. Mm. 
they just go. So yeah, it's, it's been a, a totally, a totally fun experiment, um, writing something totally different. I think I'll do, uh, you know, some more sci-fi projects probably down the line. I've been, you know, big sci-fi reading bent lately. Uh, I think mm. it's just like where my brain wants to be, um, for whatever reason. So I'm, I'm exploring that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Any recs that you have for us? And we don't delve into sci-fi as much as uh, maybe we'd like to, we can, you know, Oh, man. Fantasy, so. well it depends like if you're into like are you into like space opera side yeah i'll do that yeah. i don't know if you read long way to a small angry planet but that's a great one. Oh no i haven't i will have to check that one out i have not read that one yet i have read so i actually today like or this afternoon i finished reading um seven devils by elizabeth may and uh laura mm. lamb um which basically the best way i can describe it is it's like uh, I mean, it's very Star Warsy in the sense that it's uh, a group of rebels fighting against an empire in space, um, but it's like totally female-led cast, very lots of diverse rep. Um, I nice. really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so uh, the Last Watch by J.S. Dewis. Uh, if you guys haven't read that, it's been described as the Night's Watch in space. Um, mm-hmm. So another Game of Thrones comp. That one was very. <laughs> um yeah so i mean i have i'll send you a list i got a ton <laughs> awesome that's awesome it makes me think of like artifact space right dylan by uh our oh yes christian cameron the wonderful christian Miles cameron. cameron is the his pen name um <laughs> i've read a lot of i'm a big classic sci-fi guy so I've oh there you go okay nice. a bunch of those but uh, yeah those are some good recs and you said star wars similar to star wars i know you piqued charles's interest so oh yeah uh, you want mm -hmm. star wars novels rex i've read a couple of those but i i always just assume people have already read all the star wars novels they want so i you know what i mean i just kind of like you probably you're into sci-fi and you're into books you probably have maybe scoped those out (laughs) but you never know yeah. Oh, and you mentioned books with great rep, uh, like of uh, like female representation. Like uh, I remember, I wanted to ask you because uh, Among Thieves has great LGBTQ plus representation, and we're still in Pride Month at the time of this recording. Uh, we got like another couple days here. Uh, by the time this releases, we won't be anymore. But still, a good opportunity to ask you. So uh, other recommendations for books that folks can check out if they're looking for more books with great LGBTQ plus rep like Among Thieves. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like obviously a ton. I know uh, I've read a lot of the ones that a lot of people uh, have been talking about. You know, there's there's the buzz for Song of Achilles and for She mm-hmm. Became the Sun, Prior of the Orange Tree. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're fantastic. But if you're looking for some of the ones that maybe haven't gotten as much, um, you know, buzz, but still have a lot of rep. Um, so the perfect assassin by K.A. Dorr, mm. it's uh, the Chronicles of Gadid. It's actually a whole series. Um, I have not yet finished the series, so no spoilers uh, if you have. <laughs> but uh, but it's it's a it's a great book. Um, a Master of Gin by P.J. Lee Clark. Um, I mean, it's it's just fantastic. That's another one where it's kind of like genre bending. Uh, it's basically honestly, I I kind of view it as like a detective procedural, but in like a fantasy Cairo but also it's like in the 20s it's it's fantastic wow. it's really good um but there's a there the main character or you know there's a there's a lesbian couple as uh, some of the main characters in that um in the unbroken uh CL Clark mm. a lot of people did talk about that one it's part of that like sapphic trifecta that came out um in 2021 yeah. um but I just particularly really enjoyed that one a lot um so yeah there's a ton of great stuff out there uh and it's exciting. I feel like there's there's new uh, there's new books coming out all the time that have great rep um, in a lot of ways, which is exciting to see. So, yeah, definitely feel the same. It's, uh, it's uh, got to read Priori a little while back, and um, yeah, and a bunch. And it's been so cool seeing uh, a lot of folks have been giving all these recs for Pride Month. So, uh, and Among Thieves has, has definitely been uh, mentioned a bunch. So it's so cool. Well, and to just, you know, clarify for folks who haven't read it yet, the, the romance isn't a, in a front seat in the story. So if you are looking for something that's romance heavy, that is very focused on 
um, you know, the, the sapphic storyline among thieves is not that. Um, so I just, I don't want to like give anyone like false excitement. <laughs> it, it's, fair. it's not a romance novel. It is a, you know, the, the heist plot comes very much first, but there, there is a, um, like a subplot of, of a romance in there. So. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Charles, you look like you. No, no, I was going to say your eyebrows went Go up. for it. <laughs> please right, please so, go yes <laughs> I, I i i got it charles so oh um <laughs> want to say mj we are we are coming up on that on that hour over here so i know it flew by for for me so i uh, <laughs> yeah, i, I hope so it, much fun yeah no i mean we're, we've been super lucky to have you on uh, obviously we'd love to have you on again uh point if you're down um and uh, i want to make sure though before we go that we give you the chance to drop your social media handles see if they can be your uh like thirty-four thousand and first follower <laughs> on tiktok I'll, I'll give us all the places we can find you online yeah i'm i'm a good little millennial i'm i'm everywhere i'm on twitter facebook instagram tiktok i update some of those more than others um handle at all of them is at MJ Kuhn books, all one word. Uh, Kuhn is spelled K-U-H-N. Um, and then also if you just go to mjkuhn.com, um, it's got all the links on there too. So um, yeah, that's where all my stuff yeah. <laughs> And also has the Among Thieves official cocktail. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Among Thieves has a cocktail. It was made by Pick Your Potions, uh, which, oh, they're an incredible job. And it's a very yummy cocktail. You can make it with either gin or bourbon, or you can make an any version if you don't want it with alcohol. And it's delicious all three ways. So A plus. Yeah. <laughs> and there's chamomile tea in there. There right? is. There's Charles. Sneaky. There's blackberries. <laughs> and I should remember all the ingredients, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you have but, to go to the website and find out. You don't want to give them all. Yeah, so oh, to go to <laughs> yeah for the rest of the details, go to mjkunda. Yeah, where's my marketing background here? Yeah, Thank there you, you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we're all interested. Now we're all going to have to go check it out and make it. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's tons of Among Thieves swag that people can be getting. Um, I saw there's a map right? A map of Tamor. I mean, we've got, it. there were candles I saw at some point. Uh, yes, are, are those available for people to buy? They're on Etsy now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and she also has, and I bought them actually, I'll show you guys. Uh, I bought her other candles. So she made uh, one that's based on Dune uh, that has like kind of a spicy wow. smell. And then uh, Night Wisp from sort of Truth Series um, that is just like a very fresh, clean smell. So um, yeah, she's doing all kinds of like novel based candles. Super cool. That is pretty wow. cool. Oh, yeah. That's really interesting. I, I kind of lost, I wish I could smell the spice one from Dune. Yeah, it smells really <laughs> it good. Just the awesome? smell notes for your, it's cinnamon and spice supported by undertones of desert sand and earth. Mm. There you go. <laughs> desert sand undertones. Huh? Right? Yeah. And it does, I mean, it does. It smells really good. So anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it sounds like we're coming up on the end, but I hope no one minds if I try and sneak in another question here. You, you, you are noted for comparing video games and books. Can we get ah. a video game wreck for fans Ooh. of Among Thieves? So I've had so much trouble with this. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. And it's been like so frustrating because I never expected the like TikTok series to take off. And then I was like, man, I need a really good one for Among Thieves. And I've had a few that like kind of flirt with it. Um, so yeah. One that I think is close in a lot of ways is like the sticks games. So like sticks, master shadows, um, it's, a, it's kind of, a infiltrating you're sneaking around. Uh, but the, the character from the game is very sarcastic. Like the loading screen will roast you every time you die, uh, <laughs> which I mean, it, it's pretty entertaining and there's only like six messages though. So like after you die the seventh time, you're like, shut up. Um, <laughs> let me, let me die in the game. And, um, <laughs> uh, another fact that I've given is like uh, the newer uh, Tomb Raider games, um, oh, mm. mostly just for the like the like adventuring uh, female lead focused on finding artifacts, uh, and then also just kind of the lead has maybe too few qualms about killing people, uh, <laughs> which 
I mean, could be said for a lot of video games. I'm also, I can't officially recommend this because I have not played the game, but I've heard Thief, the game Thief. I've actually been asked by many people if I was inspired by the game Thief to write mm. the book. And I was like, no, but I should probably play this game now. So oh, yeah, yeah. Thief. you guys have played it. If it's a good game, let me know. I should probably check it out. I have not played it, no. but I know of it. Yeah. Seems yeah, like, you know, thieves among thieves. So like, yeah. there's gotta be some sort of connection there. You right. imagine. I'm just saying like the vibes of like, I guess the setting is similar. So oh. uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to scope it out. But yeah, so if you're a fan of the game Thief, maybe. <laughs> can confirm. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, Final Fantasy IX has some thieving crew elements to it, at least like particularly at the beginning. So oh, there you go. Okay. Mix. That's another yeah, like, door that we're opening way too late is Final <laughs> Fantasy. I was. <laughs> so we need to get together. We'll play Final Fantasy. I'll make oh, a no. playlist. It's going to be yes. great. <laughs> 100% down for that, MJ. And this is just Dylan's Friday night. <laughs> I, really yeah, I was going to do this anyway without you, MJ. So if I could <laughs> hang out and do it too, that, that sounds awesome. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, you heard it all here. Be sure to check out Among Thieves. MJ, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate all the time to come to talk to us and, and put up with us. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, thank you guys so much for having me on. This has been so much fun. It's been great talking to you guys. It's been great so talking to you as well. Yes, Dylan, pleasure as always as well. <laughs> He's giving me the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Always good stuff, guys. Thank yeah. you all so much for listening. Again, Among Thieves, MJ Kuhn, K-H-U-N. Go check it out. And um, as always, guys, go forth and conquer, friends. <laughs>